Unscaled Travel Show is brought to you by Diamondback Land Surveying. For all your land surveying needs, contact Diamondback Land Surveying at 702-823-DBLS. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Unscaled Travel Show. I'm Jeremy Long, the Full Metal Traveler. You can check us out, fullmetaltraveler.com, for all of our past episodes, guest interviews, and the sort. Uh, this uh, this episode, we're talking all about Italy, or at least some day trips, some fun day trips that you yourself can take from the beautiful city of Rome. Why would you ever leave Rome? Well, there is more to explore, and we're going to give you some places from our personal experience. We recently visited a beautiful country, and uh, we decided to rent a car. And we'll tell you the, <laughs> the pros and cons of that. My co-host and fellow traveler, as always, my beautiful wife, Amy Long. Hello. Yeah, we have pros and cons. We're going to give you those of, of renting a car in Italy, uh, the insanity that is driving in Italy, <laughs> uh, and most importantly, some wonderful day trips you and your group or you, if you're traveling by yourself, you can take, whether driving a car or if you figure out and navigate the train system there in Italy, it makes it all worthwhile. So let's get started. Uh, we were in Italy. We were having some fun, all kinds of stuff in Rome. Mm -hmm. And we could get to that, but, you know, we'll leave that for a different episode. We decided we were going to, we moved from the center near the city center mm -hmm. to a hotel on the outskirts of town. Right. And it didn't seem that far. It, it said the like hotel that. was only like 20 miles from the center of the city. But once you get out of that city center, it... It's so far. Desolate. Yeah. There wasn't a whole lot out there. There were neighborhoods. We mm -hmm. did come across a mall that happened to be near our hotel, but there were not a lot of um, shopping areas, no. a lot of restaurants that we could find. So if you're going to move out of the city center of Rome, just be aware you're not probably not going to have a lot of things close to you. And we don't think of it that much because where we live in Las Vegas... 20 miles is to the other side of town. Right. And even though it takes a little bit, it's still, you're still in town and you can still get to the strip and everything. Right. But Rome is, you're kind of cut off. Yeah. Uh, whenever you want to go into town, taxi drivers kind of look at you funny. They're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And if you're in town and you want to mm -hmm. go that 20 miles out, we did have somebody who said he did not want to take us. So yeah. <laughs> we had to get out of his taxi and get into another we one. Got, yeah, we straight up got kicked out of a taxi. Uh, and and that was when we decided to rent a car. We decided to rent a car. Now, uh, you rent a car for freedom of movement, right? You can pick and choose where you go. Mm -hmm. And that's what we kind of wanted because we've rented cars in Portugal and Mexico. Uh, we decided against it for Japan. Very happy we did that. Me too. Uh, but we decided in Italy because... You know, why not? You want a freedom. You want, again, you want the freedom to kind of move around. And we didn't want to hop on and hop off trains and be subject to train schedules, train schedules, bus and, schedules, things like that. And you never know. You always have to be prepared in Europe for work stoppages. Yeah. Uh, train stoppages, anything like that. It happens all the time. I think it's happening right now in Spain. Yeah. Um, but so, I mean, that's kind of the reason why we did what we did. The first trip we took. We decided very late at night, I, I just was looking at the map, and I was like, you know, it's only about an hour and a half away is Tivoli. Tivoli. The beautiful, romanticized village of Tivoli. 
especially here, like in Las Vegas, there's a lot of things called Tivoli. Yeah, there are. Um, so it's one of these places that has been in, featured in so many movies, so many shows, and you read about it all the time. So I was like, let's go. Right, right. For the most part, my overview is it's a very lovely little town, and it sits on a hill, and it overlooks this valley. But man, did we have an interesting time driving around there. We did. <laughs> we did. I mean, even just even just driving outside of Rome, when you're still technically in the city, but you're driving out. Italians just have a different driving style than a lot of other drivers do. It, yeah. It's kind of a free-for-all. <laughs> think, think no rules NASCAR. <laughs> That's kind of the, the driving philosophy in Italy. Uh, and it, 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 yeah, that goes for small towns and Rome and anywhere else. The expressway, what did they call it? The GRA or the GRE, their Grand Expressway. People uh, were just using the shoulder as a lane. Yeah. It did not, there was no signage that said you could use the shoulder as a lane, but. Everyone was just using it. By the end of it, I was using yeah. the shoulder as a lane. <laughs> you know, and the only rule was, you know, they were pretty uh, aware of like when ambulances and stuff mm -hmm. were coming by. People made room, even on these tight little streets for ambulances and things like that. So they were very respectful there. Any other time, it was just a free for all. Right. If you can get in. <laughs> if you can fit in, get in and like drive and just like drive it like you stole it, which is kind of, you know, everything. But you go to Tivoli, we go there. We thought we got there pretty decently early in the morning. Right. And we were wrong because by the time we got there, there was no parking. No parking anywhere. And there have several parking garages yeah. around Tivoli, which I was surprised, but there was no parking. Yeah, when we finally got to the actual town of Tivoli, it was roughly 10.30 in the morning, and we could not find a parking spot anywhere, mm -hmm. not on the side of the road, not in any of the parking garages, nothing. We drove around for about 30 minutes in this town, and then we decided we're just leaving. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not worth it. There's nowhere to park. Let's leave. So... I looked on our handy little navigation and it said, oh, there's an alternate route to Tivoli. Because basically, once you're on the road to mm -hmm. Tivoli, you can't turn off. There's no turn there's off. There's no U-turns. There's no U-turns. No. You were just on this road. Mm -hmm. So we take that road back out. That was fun. And we take this alternate route, which actually ends up being just kind of a dirt road. I love the confidence <laughs> that you had, though navigating me up this dirt road because i was like this is not a road for us to travel on and you were like yeah like your ponce de leon and <laughs> i trusted the navigation and it said this was a road so we drive up this dirt road which has mm -hmm. dirt driveways leading off of it to houses barely enough room barely enough car, room for this compact very small car compact car we uh, people i i will tell you this when I say that we drove <laughs> outside of the city, went up this dirt road, and ended up in the exact same spot that we left, but on the other side of the parking lot, that is what I mean. We drove through a back way to the town of Tivoli and ended up in the exact same spot so on the other side the of the The town is lot. not very big. There's literally three roads in. We came in and left in the first one, mm -hmm. came in the second one, ended up right back at the first road. 
And I was I was seeing colors at that point. But I have to tell you, I loved Tivoli. But once we parked and we got yes. in there, the, where, where was that beautiful place that we uh, The Villa de Esta, I think is how you say it. It was the castle that we went to. But it's not necessarily the castle that you go to see. It's all the fountains outside of it. Oh. Yes. Over 100 fountains on this castle grounds. Wow, I think 150. It, Beautiful. Everywhere you look, there's a new fountain. It was the. Uh, it was originally built for a cardinal, that you know had tremendous power back in the day, and it's this beautiful, gigantic home, and it is just. It, it know, was. It was beautiful and amazing. It was not very much to get into it, and then that part of the town is the old part of, of the village, mm-hmm. which, to me, when you think of an old Italian village, that's exactly what. Yeah. I pictured these tiny little alleyways and old <laughs> That I was buildings. driving down, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, some old lady flipped me off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also ate at this beautiful place called the Il Cavallino Rosso. I'm sure I butchered that name, but it, it was a beautiful restaurant that it overlooked was. Um, this place called the Villa the Gregoriana. The Park Parco... Gorgiana, yeah, something. Uh, and it overlooked that, and it has beautiful waterfalls and ruins, and you know, so it made up for it. It did. We did notice there is a train system there, so you can just as easily take a train to Tivoli. That would be my advice: is if you just want to walk around and have, you know, no worries in the world, take the train. Take the train to Tivoli. You you will enjoy it, and you will not have the stress of looking yeah. for a parking place. And I'm sure you'll see my <laughs> mark somewhere. I, I'm sure my words and my, me kicking the wall <laughs> still in there. When we come back, we're going to talk about more day trips from Rome that you can take. We're going to talk about Albano, Amalfi, more places. Unskilled Travel Show will be right back. Unscaled Travel Show is brought to you by Diamondback Land Surveying. For all your land surveying needs, contact Diamondback Land Surveying at 702-823-DBLS. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Unscaled Travel Show. It's Jeremy Long, the Full Metal Traveler, here with my co-host and fellow traveler, my beautiful wife, Amy. Hello. Uh, we're talking day trips, wonderful day trips you can take uh, from Rome in Italy. If you decide, we decided to rent a car, you could easily take any of these through train. In fact, I recommend it. Go via train. Car, not so fun. <laughs> you get to move around at ease, but also there's a lot of headaches involved. And something driving. we found, there were a lot of toll roads. A lot of toll roads. We, yeah. we paid quite a bit in tolls for <clears throat> the few days that we drove yeah. around. It was a little um, interesting how they, some, some toll roads, you just pay a flat fee. Others, you get a ticket, and based on how long you're on that road, you pay um, a higher fee. And then some of the navigation didn't understand that there were toll roads, and we ended up going wrong directions it it was very confusing at times uh the second day we decided to venture out with our rental car uh all of these are you know typically is a little bit to the east of rome but the rest of these are to the south uh if you head out there not too far from the rome city limits on the outskirts anyway is a place called uh castle gandalfo Mm -hmm. or uh you know if you watch lord of the rings gandalf right uh, it's Castle Gandalf. That's what I kept calling it, Castle Gandalf. 
Uh, and it sits on this beautiful lake, also called Lake, uh, was it the lake? Lake uh, Gandolfo as well. And right next to that is this beautiful city called Albano. So all of these places all kind of sit next to each other. There are these little communities that have kind of grown together. And we got to spend the day checking out both of these places, eating at different places. Um, but we started in Albano. We did. We started in Albano. And we were there in the middle of the week. And this is kind of the beginning of tourist season again. So unfortunately, a lot of things were not open. And we weren't expecting that because on their websites, they would say they were open mm-hmm. a certain time. But we'd walk in. People would be there working, but they just weren't open yet, which we found very interesting because this started happening a lot. The doors would be open, people would be inside, but they were not serving customers yet. So just be aware if you're traveling during an off season, Mm -hmm. this could potentially happen. Yeah, it's an important rule whenever you're traveling. Just you got to be fluid. You got to just be easygoing. Uh, A lot of places we did walk into and they weren't, you could tell they weren't open for business. But they served us anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, they were very nice. You just, you know, have to be easygoing. And if they say they're closed, hey, man, you just move on. There's another shop that's going to be open down. Right. You know, so just, you know, keep your cool. I know you get hungry. A lot of people get hangry. Uh, <laughs> but if you just show yourself respectful and try, uh, like, the language and try to thank them and stuff, you know, they appreciate that you're trying your very best. Because Lord knows I butcher so much Italian, and <laughs> but they tried. You know, I tried, and they smiled at me. Uh, so we did a uh, we grabbed some coffee at this one place. Um, what was that place called? I, I, it slips in my mind. We looked for the name, and the only sign out there really just said Bar Bistro. Yeah, so Bar I don't know Bistro. if that was the name or they were just and advertising is, what they were yeah. because it was a coffee bar and a wine bar. Yeah, Albano uh, has had a number of beautiful places. I mean, we got to walk around the city for just a few minutes. Uh, well, no, a couple hours, maybe. I'd say minutes. But uh, the church area? Yeah, it had a lovely church that we walked down to and took some photos in a nice little square where a lot of people were sitting out there yeah. just having... I think uh, Piazza Giuseppe yeah. was the name of the, the square. And it's one of these little towns that just... You could tell, you know, tourists go there at a certain season, but for the most part... It's just a little bitty community. People were just going about their day. Yeah. Tons of little shops. You could tell there were mom and pop shops. Yeah. That's what I really love is that these countries, especially like uh, Italy, you go to Rome, you see Starbucks. And mm-hmm. I even saw a couple of McDonald's. Right. But they weren't oversaturated with it like we are here. And then you go to these smaller, <laughs> these smaller towns, hardly anything like that. Yeah. I don't there, there were a couple of places, I think, that served Starbucks coffee, mm-hmm. but they weren't Starbucks Yeah, I don't recall seeing any bigger chain names in either of these smaller towns. We did stop in at that little bar and have, well, it said it was a bistro also, but we had drinks and... What was that beautiful? Uh, Leonardi. Leonardi, yes. Leonardi Bistro in Albano. That's A-L-B-A-N-O, by the way. (laughs) I'm probably butchering that as well. (laughs) But Leonardi Bistro. They were so happy to have us. Yeah. Especially when they found out we were American. (laughs) Yeah, I was taking pictures and the other customers in there were watching me. Obviously, they're all locals. We were the only tourists in there at the time. So all my photos have people staring back at me like, what is this lady (laughs) doing? (laughs) And the the young man serving us, 
he was happy to practice his English. Yeah. He told us so. He was like, oh, you know, I'm so happy. And, you know, uh, when you have that kind of connection with people, like you're trying and they're trying and you're, you're, you're making it happen. And just people are just happy that you're there, that you're uh, going to their restaurants and, you know, yeah. uh, things like that. I, I thought it was very cool. It was, we, we, we kept getting meat and cheese charcuterie boards basically a lot of the bars like that's really the only kind of food that they Mm -hmm. offer so we ended up getting that several places and And it's good it is good they all have (laughs) various cheeses and meats that's kind of olives and yeah you know these different nuts and things you know pita breads and hummuses and we would just eat that for dinner and drink the thing i did notice though they did not have extensive a lot of them did not have extensive cocktail menus they kind of had their set these are the five or six drinks Mm -hmm. we make and we have a couple of bottles of wine for you to choose from and that's that's it so in these littler towns you're not going to have this large cocktail and wine menu that you may be used to so moving out of albano to right next door basically to castle gandolfo and that whole area uh, in lake albano you can tell the castle albano uh, castle gandolfo excuse me and this area is a little bit more touristy. Mm-hmm. There are restaurants that are double, like uh, two and three uh, stories high that were set up. They had DJs. Was right. one uh, we went to this? What was it called? The wine, uh, the Vista. Vista wine, Vista wine bar. the The service was great. the The young people that were serving us were great. They just had house. It reminded me of Vegas. It did. <laughs> they yeah. had house DJ music, man, and they were pumping, and it was. <laughs> It was loud. <laughs> it was loud. My hair was vibrating. I think we, we were the only we people there. We were literally the only people there, and they turned the music up for us, which was appreciated, but mm-hmm. not necessary. <laughs> my my teeth were chattering, and I wasn't cold. It was just the music. And I know I sound very old but saying that. Vista but Vista did have, speaking of wine list and cocktail list, they did have a much uh, mm-hmm. more extensive drink list, and we did try a few different things that we both liked and we ended up having several drinks there just sitting looking out over the lake yeah absolutely it was uh it was really tasty it was a lot of fun again you just kind of have to roll with it especially if you're going in that weird kind of it's the end of tourist season but it's the beginning of a different kind of like fall laid-back touristy time in that area again just be flexible when you go and try try your best to be with it right I don't know. Was that what the kids say these days? I have Are no you idea. With it? I'm too old. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need a Just nap right flexible. now. Just be flexible. There you go. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to tell you all about our drive down to the Amalfi Coast and back. And a little bit later on, Pompeii. It's an unscaled travel show. Unscaled Travel Show is brought to you by Diamondback Land Surveying. For all your land surveying needs, contact Diamondback Land Surveying at 702-823-DBLS. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Unscaled Travel Show. I'm Jeremy Long, the Full Metal Traveler, as always. Check us out at FullMetalTraveler.com for all of our past episodes, guest interviews, all of that wonderfulness. We're talking about day trips you can take from Rome. We're mostly concentrating going east to Tivoli and south. Now, you know, we talked about going a little bit south, just a few minutes outside of Rome. Now, you know, this is when we rented a car 
and we hopped on the toll road highway, the GR8, GR3, GR, I don't know, the <laughs> toll road highway. Uh, about, and we went about three to three and a half to four hours to, we wanted to hit the uh, Amalfi Coast. Yes. We wanted to go down and venture into that area. We've seen it. We've seen it on so many shows recently with the uh, the Magnolia Hotel or what's that series I'm, called? I uh, don't know. <laughs> anyway, there was a series on HBO, uh, The White Lotus. Oh, there you okay. go. The White Lotus. They featured a, a season about Amalfi and kind of resurged that whole area. So we decided to go check it out. Yeah. So drive down there again. You know, you get on the highway. It's a free for all, but it kind of settled in once you got outside. Uh, of these kind of areas. The toll road was a little confusing. We said that earlier. But the real fun started once we got to the uh, the roads that lead to Amalfi that go through the mountains. Right. So just past Naples, you do have to drive basically around the side of Naples mm -hmm. to get to the mountains that Amalfi is on the other side. And on the map, it's not very far. But the <laughs> problem is the road is not directly through the mountain it is i think we lost track of how many different switchbacks you take on this tiny at times one lane road <laughs> through through yes. the side or on the side of a mountain uh, and mm -hmm. it takes about an hour to get to the amalfi coast from the city of naples even though on the map it's it's literally right there yeah, you go down this little road. I mean, if you're following along on like Google Maps, I think it's called SP1. SP1 goes right through these beautiful little towns. Uh, you hit like Scalia, Pietri, Ravello, mm -hmm. uh, and it kind of dumps you out. The thing about the Amalfi Coast, okay, and why I recommend taking a train or some kind of tour down there instead of your own car. Uh, we've talked about the limited amount of parking spaces. Well, imagine no parking spaces. That's basically a Malfi. Right. There are a couple of small parking areas. But when I say small, they might hold... 40 cars. 40 cars. Yeah. There was a parking garage, a couple like parking areas that we passed up that maybe held another 40 to 50 cars each. But you're talking about all kinds of people dumping themselves out here mm -hmm. along the coast because they want to all see these, this beautiful area. And it was beautiful. What but we saw. Nowhere of to it. park. Yeah, nowhere to park. Mm -hmm. But before we get to that, mm -hmm. on the road to Amalfi. Oh, one of your favorite. One things. of my favorite yes. things in the world. So Ever. we're driving through the mountains. Mm -hmm. We've just come over the top of the mountain, really, and we're starting to go down towards the coast, and we see something up ahead. On the street. <laughs> and Jeremy has to stop because it is a herd of goats and a goat herder. <laughs> and they are just casually walking down the street. And let me tell you, I was so happy. So happy this to see these goats. This woman loves seeing animals in the <laughs> wild, domesticated animals in the wild. One time we went up north here in Nevada, north of Las Vegas, and we saw some donkeys. <laughs> I thought she lost her ever-loving mind. They were literally everywhere on the road. <laughs> so that is nothing compared to when we see mountain goats being shepherded they all on had, the road. They all had little bells Just around like their you, necks. Just like when you see in the movies, they had yeah. the little bells. 
it's a beautiful th- like if you could go to our Instagram. No, it, at, it's on your TikTok. Uh, either one at Full Metal Traveler, uh, either our TikTok and Instagram, and you can see the video of us trying to pass these goats who are being shepherded and herded along this road. Uh, the shepherd was none too pleased. I honked the car horn at him, <laughs> and not at him, at the goats because I there was also a shepherding dog. Yes. That I didn't want to hit with the car. They were walking very close. They didn't care about the car at all. I didn't want to hit them. I honked the car horn. I think he thought I was honking at him. Right. I don't know what he said. He was saying something in Italian. <laughs> but it was not friendly. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I got that. That is universal. You know? <laughs> I did not need translation for that. But right. I was so happy. I don't care that you got cussed out in Italian <laughs> on the side of the okay. road. That is very true. And then past that, when mm-hmm. we got closer down, we did stop in Ravello because mm-hmm. that is some gorgeous scenery kind of high still high up yes. on the mountain looking yeah. down towards the coast and the water we, we have did, some beautiful yeah, photos we took some beautiful photos beautiful video uh there at Ravello. um and the thing about again once you get closer to the coast there's so many people trying to get down there traffic starts backing up mm-hmm. um because again there's not a whole lot of places to park there are also giant coach buses yes trying to take loads of people down here how these coach buses navigate these very narrow mountain roads and then these little roads. I don't know. In these cities, I have Some no idea. Some of those idea. switchbacks, w- it narrowed down to one lane. Mm-hmm. So traffic would be stopped on the other side. But I don't know how those buses turned because we barely made it in our little car we were in. Yeah. It scared me at times. So it does start to slow down. At times, traffic completely stopped before yeah. we even got down to... To where Amalfi is, and it is literally a two-lane road, one lane going each <laughs> way, and you're just kind of at the mercy of the traffic once you're in it. If you're going to take your own vehicle, I suggest a Vespa. Yeah. We saw so many people on little Vespas, motorbikes, right. things like that, that you can navigate easily in and out of traffic, and you can pretty much park those anywhere. on Sidewalks, you know, again, anything kind of goes. You can park them in a store. You can hook them to a seagull, park them off the side of a mountain. <laughs> Although uh, we did rent, <laughs> we did rent those uh, scooters, and I got yelled at by yeah, an, an Italian man. shopkeeper not to park an it in front of his man. shop. Do not park your scooters in front of their shops. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, but okay, so we finally make it to Amalfi. We drive through the city. It's beautiful. It is gorgeous. People there are, everywhere. There are people everywhere. But we did get to stop and have. Probably the most beautiful lunch yeah. that you or I have ever had. What was the name of that place? I cannot I say you it. Off guard. You did, but I can't say it anyway. I think it is Kalahanara. That sounds right. Kalahanara Restaurant. That's C-A-L-A-J-A-N-A-R-A. That's a lot of A's. That's a lot of A's. Kalahanara Restaurant. Right outside of Amalfi. Right. So it's actually past the actu- the city, the town of Amalfi. I think Keep it's driving. Uh, Conca de Marini. Right. Is that the sounds, actual city. That sounds correct. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sure. At that point, we were starving. Uh, we were looking for a place to park. Mm-hmm. Uh, we knew we were too far to walk back into Amalfi. We weren't sure how far up the next town was. Mm-hmm. And when you're on this road... It just looks like this tiny little ceramic store. Yeah. But they had they had a little bit of parking, and there was a guy out there 
who when we tried to park said, are you coming into shop or to eat? And we're like, yes, whatever. Sure. At this point, we just want out of this car. So we go into this, the shop, which is the top floor, and then we realize there's a restaurant down below it. So we walk down to this restaurant, and we are literally sitting on the edge of a cliff. Edge of the cliffs. Looking out at the gorgeous ocean behind us. Blue water, as far as your eyes can see. Little ships, little yachts, and everything, not yeah. little, big yachts, uh, and some little ships just dotting the water and everything. I mean, we were just over the water. It is, I mean, I got all kinds of pictures and video. Again, right. check us out on, on TikTok or Instagram at Full Metal Traveler and see some of these pictures and video. Just when I say the most beautiful lunch, mm-hmm. I am not joking. And I wish we would have known about the grotto underneath it while we were there. We didn't find out until later, but mm-hmm. there is actually a beautiful grotto below the restaurant that you can go down to and the pictures just look phenomenal Uh, next time we have to go back so much fun Uh, dreaming about it tonight i know you can too we're talking about all kinds of places you could visit in rome see or in italy i should say unscaled travel show we'll be right back Unscaled Travel Show is brought to you by Diamondback Land Surveying. For all your land surveying needs, contact Diamondback Land Surveying at 702-823-DBLS. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Unscaled Travel Show. I'm Jeremy Long, the Full Metal Traveler. As always, my co-host and fellow traveler is my beautiful wife, Amy Long. Hi. (laughs) You can check us out, fullmetaltraveler.com, for all of our past episodes, guest interviews, and all of that. Uh, We are chatting about different day trips you can take from Rome. If you go to uh, Rome in Italy, we rented a car. We decided to hit places like Tivoli, uh, Castle Gandolfo, which is just a few minutes outside of Rome. Uh, and then we drove to Amalfi, the mm-hmm. Amalfi coasts, had some adventures down there, and now we started our way back because we wanted to hit the largest archaeological site in the world known as Pompeii. Yes. Now, Pompeii was one of the biggest natural disasters in human recorded human history. Mount Vesuvius blew its top way back in the day, which I think was a Wednesday. Um, <laughs> and, you know... Buried this town and its people and ash and volcano. Very horrible stuff. But now it's a really a very interesting archaeological site. And so we made our way from the Amalfi Coast. Same day, we made our way from the Amalfi Coast after this glorious lunch we went to. Uh, and you decided you were going to take over and drive. I did. I felt Look bad you. that you didn't get to really check out the scenery because you were white knuckling it through the mountains. <laughs> so I thought, let's switch. Um, so then, terrible idea. I drove yeah. out of Amalfi mm-hmm. over a different, or well, up a different road through the mountains, mm-hmm. uh, and then we ended up back in the city of Pompeii. Which, yeah. when you hear Pompeii, you think of the the ruins part of it, but that's just one little area in a rather large city that is bustling. It's right mm-hmm. there on the water. Uh, they have a huge uh, harbor. It, it, like metropolitan type area. Yeah. And then you go a little bit to the east side of the city, and that is where the archaeological site is. And Mount Vesuvius sits 
right behind it. Yeah, the crazy thing is now that Mount Vesuvius is a very active volcano. And they're saying it's actually overdue for an eruption. Uh, well, <laughs> now, but the difference is now there's like 3 million people that live in this zone, including Naples and Pompeii and all these towns that have grown together, mm-hmm. as towns do, you know. Um, but, you know, that's, I guess, a different thing. But when we get to Pompeii, and why I like to recommend this is because it is a little mix of everything. It is um, kind of a haunted history. It's kind of a, not true crime, but it's it's very much something tragic happened there. It's very interesting to see. You can spend almost an entire day mm-hmm. at Pompeii and not get to see everything. Right. It was much bigger than I thought it was going oh, to yeah, be. Oh, yeah. It's huge. I think they said it's two square miles of ruins. And they're still uncovering and they're, things. Yes. They yeah. were actively working in certain areas, so they have it barricaded off where they are digging up the ground. You see the, you know, I don't know what they're called. I guess archaeologists, or they have to work on that archaeology team but they're actively clearing stuff away mm-hmm. still, like when you're out there, and rebuilding and solidifying, you know, different structures yeah. they found. But even behind different barricades, like you said, you can see what they've uncovered, the different, you know, pieces of jewelry and different artifacts they've uncovered. Yeah. And then there's the haunting uh, cast that they have made over the last, you know, yes. different archaeological digs. Of basically, uh, very quickly, they the Eruption happened so quick, it buried people in the ash and everything. They died instantly and it buried people. Well, the biodegradable parts of our bodies, bones and stuff like that over time disappeared. And so when they were doing archaeological digs back in the 1800s, they started noticing these voids in the sand or in the ash and everything. And they started using plaster and they figured out that these were actual resting places of bodies that were frozen in time, Mm -hmm. doing different things. Mothers clutching babies, people running for their lives, people that were sleeping that never even got a chance to wake up. It's all kind of haunting, but they have some of these, uh, I know they have a name for them. I think they... I don't remember what they were called, but but these plaster molds basically were in plexiglass boxes, so Mm -hmm. you could kind of see where the body would have These victims at Pompeii, where they were at the time, of their death and everything. So it's kind of haunting. It's uh, in the frescoes and things like that that were painted and unearthed give, give us a view of what life was like Mm -hmm. in this town. And I think 79 AD, whenever this happened. And so there's like different parts where, uh, I think a local, um, election was taking place. And so, uh, there's like vote for Giuseppe and vote for whatever uh, in these fresco. Obviously, it's up. not in English. Yeah, but it's like you know, it's old Latin and but things. But they and they have nature. plexiglass over a lot of the walls yeah. that have that mm-hmm. still have the painting on it, so you can look at it. They ask you not to do any flash photography, um, and they do have people walking around, ensuring that you're not. But there was I was surprised by how much was still there in terms of yeah. art. Um, in some of the mosaics on the ground, we got some beautiful pictures of beautiful. of the floors the in these and homes yeah. and some of the restaurants and things, uh, just the tile work mm-hmm. at the entrances to these buildings. And then you would see all the stonework around some, it would look like restaurants that like the counter, the stonework around the counters. Yeah. And you could even see in some of the places where the archaeologists had dug out 
artifacts, clay pots, things like that, and they just hadn't done anything with them yet. So they were just stacked in some of these rooms, and it's just roped yeah. off like, please don't go touch these <laughs> clay pots we dug out of the ground. Yeah, and I mean, it was really, really interesting if you love history or anything like that. Um, we had a great time going and visiting these places. Uh, I wish we had more time to visit more, but yeah. I think this was kind of like that perfect amount. Really, I mean, again, like going back to what we said at the beginning of the show, we rented a car. It, pros and cons, you got freedom of movement. Cons where it's insanity driving, but also you're, you know, with the lack of parking, that eats up a lot of your time mm-hmm. to go see things. Right. I highly recommend, and this is my own personal thing, but I highly recommend if you're going to go do it, if you go to Italy, take part in the train system. Yeah. The drawback on that is that you have to really pay attention because at any time there could be strikes between, you know, the workers, city workers and the, the, and the country and, uh, and all of that. It slows things down and you're kind of at those mercies. But I think given the other. I feel like there were there was some undue stress because of the driving yeah. and looking for. Parking. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And we it, it didn't it didn't put a shadow over our trip, but there were. We could have spent that time doing other things or just enjoying the drive and the scenery as opposed to figuring out the highways. A train ride, you would get to see the scenery and just relax. You know, as long as you make the train on time, which they have a very, I mean, it's kind of like most countries. They have a very simple, once you figure it out, it's very simple. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just getting to the right place at the right time and everything. Um, But you are at that kind of mercy. We didn't really get to spend a whole lot of time in Naples. No, we Uh, just drove back very quickly, you know. But we also, you know, one of the better parts of having your own vehicle is that all the other little towns that we kind of get to see mm-hmm. and experience that the trains don't follow um, along the way. We even got to stop on the side of the road and like their their style, Italian style of convenience stores. Right. Which is a little bit different than ours, but kind of the same. It's it's one of those things. It, right. It had a bakery in it. And so we saw like all these bakery. people. Yeah. Yes. All these people were standing there. And these bakers were there in their paper hats and aprons, <laughs> and and we had to ask how it works because you have to go pay for what you want first and then bring your receipt back. But obviously, I couldn't say what I wanted in Italian, so I took pictures of it <laughs> and took it to the Which checkout. Which was very smart. And so we got these amazing croissant-type pastries. With One had like a, an Italian like cream in it, and the other one good. had a jelly in it. They were so good. So flaky. We had croissant flakes all over us in the inside of the car. <laughs> I think I think the rental car people charged me for that. Um, we had so many flakes, just croissant flakes, just everywhere. But they were wonderful, and, and there was a couple of euro a piece. So mm. yeah, that's uh, and that part. was something too about Italy. There were some places where the food was extremely cheap. And then there were other places where it was very expensive. So you kind of couldn't really gauge until you walked in and saw the menu how much you were about to mm-hmm. be spending. Plan ahead. We've listed off a, a number of places. We hope you'll check them out if you go. Um, you know, some of these restaurants are aimed at tourists. Others are very local. Go check out the local places. Yeah. Not that the tourist places don't deserve your money, but, you know, it shop a, local. It was Anywhere you go. Yeah. Do the very best you can. And once you know that you are going to Italy, 
plan ahead, get your tickets early for any of the popular things. That's a whole different show right there in itself. Right. So if you want to go to the Coliseum, Coliseum and things like that, buy your tickets early. Yeah. And always, always, always get the skip the line pass. Yeah. Get the skip the line pass. And bring an umbrella. Bring it an did umbrella. not rain on us in Italy, but the sun was. This is unscaled. Down. We'll see you next time, folks.